Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is May 4th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Glam Craft Book. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is Letting go means to come to the realization that some people are a part of your history and not a part of your destiny by Steve Maraboli. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking Dark Fay, which is a mate. Uh, after drinking a cup of this Trickster Mate blend, you'll feel ready to join the Fay army and take on your day. Highly caffeinated. Highly, highly caffeinated. Um, but we already talked about uh, the kind of history of uh, your mate. We talked about the health benefits. And um, today we are talking a little bit about different types of food that you can use with yerba mate. So this comes to us from yerbamatero.com. So uh, you can, uh, let's see, you can use uh, yerba mate to make crepes. Um, you can use it in empanadas. It seems like a really popular thing to maybe infuse into um, pastry dough, which I absolutely love. And uh, let's see what foods go well with yerba mate, which I probably feel like any breakfast food, right? Or maybe I'm oversimplifying. Let's see. Um, so fried dough, croissants, uh, crackers, cheese rolls, puff pastries. So again, we're getting this really kind of breakfasty stuff. Um, tortillas, bread, sandwiches. Yeah, that makes sense. So I get a lot of bread, a lot of pastry, empanadas. Yeah, that really seems like the secret is breads. Breads and doughs and pastries, which makes sense, right? That's kind of what we typically will drink coffee with. So that makes all the sense in the world. All right, moving into some headlines. This is kind of like a fun one, I hope. Sometimes headlines are misleading. So I thought this seemed like a fun one. This comes to us from thepinknews.com. And it says... I was in a two-person teen witch sex cult. Comedian Maggie Lully shares surreal story in hit musical. So, Maggie says she was a very innocent Catholic schoolgirl before being lured into a two-person witch sex cult by her best friend. She tells her story of manipulation, realizing everything she thought she knew was a lie, and rebuilding her life in a one-woman coming-of-age show, Sex Witch the Musical. While its narrative is surreal, Maggie says the story is entirely true. I was just under her power. Okay, there was a lot of mind control going on, Maggie tells Pink News. I was very innocent, very gullible, and had no reason to believe that she'd be lying to me. 
So there's a line in the show where I'm like, I was already on board with Christ and he wasn't even eating me out. Why would I give this girl who was a witch obsessed, who was a witch obsessed with oral the benefit of the doubt? Why would she lie to me? Maggie says she met her best friend, who she calls Bethany in the show, age 13 and became sort of obsessed. I look up to her. She's the dominant. I do what she tells me. And then she introduces this witchcraft aspect to our friendship. She's like, I'm a witch. And I'm like, oh my gosh, amazing. Love it. And she says, by the way, so are you. And I'm like, I knew it. I know it was amazing. Maggie says that Bethany began a witch training program with her, which became dark borderline abusive. She basically told me that I was going to train and eventually I would come into my powers if I followed her or her orders. Maggie recalls, uh, recounts being told that she would be able to uh, perform by, uh, by location, so like essentially being in two places at once. When she was in training, uh, yeah, it's that's interesting. So basically, it seems like her friends. So I mean, I, that happens. I feel like, especially at that age, like. Obviously, I was never in the situation, but I can see how 13-year-olds would end up here, you know? And basically, um, she says Bethany would continue to lie to her and abuse her and basically just manipulate her. Um, again, this is something I could very easily see happening. And it really seems like the witch thing is just like an added, uh, an added kind of story enhancer. I mean, I believe her, but it's definitely kind of an enhancement. Um, but again, I am not shocked. I'm, I get, I'm not shocked that 13-year-olds would get into, like, these sort of relationships with each other. That's such a weird time in life where, like, emotions and feelings and trust is so high. And, like, I also feel like at that age we don't have a real grasp on manipulation. So uh, I doubt her friend even knew she was, like – I mean, I again, I, I'm not, like – siding with the abuser here, but you know, children don't always really know what they're doing. Um, so this is really fascinating. I can definitely see how this was inspiration to create, um, uh, you know, to create because yeah, but yeah, I could definitely see how this happens. Like I'm sure like as I was reading it, like definitely a few people in my life were popping up from when I was like in middle school, like you, yeah, 13 year olds, 13-year-olds could start a cult so fast. <laughs> like, teenagers, again, it's this mix of, like, you don't really know boundaries, so, and you have so much trust, and the world is seem, seems so new and weird, and you don't know what's real and what's not, and, like, that's really fascinating. So I'm not going to lie, I thought this would be a joke, and it seems less like a joke and more just, like, uh, processing of just of, you know, of shitty, like a abusive, shitty relationship, but very fascinating, especially if you're in New York and you want to go check it out. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, May 4th. The waxing gibbous moon moves from aesthetically pleasing Libra to the dark corners of Scorpio by noon today. Here, the moon trines Venus and Saturn, opposes Jupiter, and squares Pluto. We're feeling enterprising today, 
entering get stuff done mode. However, we're likely to uncover some unsettling things as we move through our day that create some stumbling blocks. It can be challenging to face the truth about something when everything else is going so well. We're on a roll, and we don't want to impede our forward motion while we stop to deal with consequences of this new information. But if you don't deal with it now, there will be repercussions. Fold the expectations of these occurrences into your day. You don't have to take the entire day dealing with it. Just make some space so that you can sew things up as much as possible before moving on. Your daily moon mantra is, I cannot do everything, but I can do something. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Get ready to be spellbound by the Glam Witch. Originally considered to be the essence of a witch's spell, glamour is an ultimate act of magic. Used to master and manipulate one's appearance, true glamour magic is about honoring and expressing yourself to ultimately get what you want in the world. Intersecting visual aesthetic with the esoteric, Michael Herkus, the Glam Witch, takes you into their world of glamour with a personal pictorial on the magical art of beauty, fashion, and glamour magic. Whether your goal is to get attention, a new job, a date, or even go unnoticed, here you will be guided on how to craft a magical message with your presence by cultivating confidence with magical application, integrating magic into your beauty regimes with cosmetic, hair care, and fashion, bewitching with body language, eye contact, and seduction through the senses, manifesting a magical persona that caters to your most unique qualities, and utilizing crystals, dolls, fragrances, tarot cards, and more to maximize your glamour efforts. Only 200 of these limited editions will be sold, so grab yours now at theglamwitch.com. All right. So listener Casey says, I'm not sure if this is for May, but we do focus a lot on fall food. Can we discuss seasonal foods of spring or preparation of foods for summer? Um, Yeah, why not? And I think the reason we tend to talk about food a lot in fall is because those holidays just tend to be very food forward, whereas typically less so um, during the light half of the year. And then also fall herbs and spices just tend to be super potent and really lean towards a lot of uh, kind of what we're used to seeing in witchcraft. So, but let's talk about some fall stuff. Or not fall stuff, (laughs) spring, summer stuff. So let's start with Beltane, right? We're in the season of Beltane. So like, what would you eat for Beltane? Like, let's talk about the seasonal stuff. So this comes to us from allrecipes.com. First off, animal products. Livestock like cows and goats were commonly featured during Beltane festivals, which which means they would act as a perfect main course for your feast. Ideally, make a dish um, that can be grilled over your bonfire. So think like kebabs, um, something that can be roasted. Uh, Butter and milk are protected during Beltane ritual. So try serving up dishes that highlight them. So maybe whip up fresh butter with like seasonal appropriate herbs. Uh, Make garlic butter. You can do honey and spice infused warm milk. Um... And again, it is the season of the fae, right? So we can make things for the fae. We can make fairy milk, which is essentially what they just said here, like honey, like warmed honey milk. Um, I would sometimes put lavender in mine. Uh, you have oat cakes. So bannock, a Scottish oat cake, is a popular dish for Beltane. 
Legend states that if you eat one on Beltane morning, you're guaranteed an abundance of crops and livestock. Now, spice. So Beltane is focused on fire and heat. So why not uh, make some uh, spicy foods? You can do... I've actually have done a... I once made a fire fairy milk. So essentially, normal fairy milk, think honey and warmed honey milk, but then on the rim of the glass, I would do salt and cayenne pepper. <sighs> that was so fun. Um, let's see what else we have. Let's see what else we can find. This is from Awesome on 20. And they, again, they say go heavy on fire, right? So spicy sauces, um, eggs in purgatory, which is essentially like shashuka, but with like chili infused tomato sauce. You could do Turkish eggs. Oh, I love Turkish eggs. Yes. Okay. Turkish eggs, which they have a name. Um, I just don't remember them. So Turkish eggs, essentially like you take Greek yogurt and then you poach an egg and you make a spicy oil with, or a spicy butter. So you take butter and you melt it down and you let it brown and you add um, red chili flakes to it and it gets spicy. And then you have your yogurt with your poached egg and your spicy butter. Mm-mm-mm. I went through a heavy Turkish egg phase. Um, let's see. Cayenne bacon, spicy, spicy mashed potatoes, buffalo chicken tacos. So we want to think again, spicy. Um, but it's also spring and summer. So herbs, you know, we can do uh goat cheese pasta, garlic and herb focaccia. Oh, I I I I really want to get into focaccia bread. Rosemary potato rolls, lavender cakes. Yeah, lavender is one of my favorite uh herbs or herbs flowers to use during this time. Um, lavender lemonade, like that'd be really fun. So, um, again, we're focusing on, in my opinion, we can focus on florals because spring, so we can focus on florals like lavender rose. Um, we can focus on heat because of fire. So spice, cayenne pepper, red chili flakes. Um, what else can we focus on? Oh, and then like Eggs, milk, livestock. So for Beltane, those are like the really great things to touch upon. Oh, curries. Curries uh, would be a great one. Oh, I love curry. Uh, you can do a lot of fun drinks. So you can do like a blackcurrant lemon cocktail, strawberry basil lemon infused water. Um, I already mentioned like lavender lemonade. That would be really fun. Let's see what else we can find. This is from Otherworldly Oracle. So they, we already said Bennix. Roasted leg of lamb. You can do Irish soda bread. Fairy cakes, which is like honey cakes. Okay, let me tell you. Every time I play The Sims, The Sims has a recipe for honey cake. And I'm going to tell you, I don't really know what that is. <laughs> but it sounds incredible. And my biggest fear, so I have a food fear, and my food fear is that foods that sound incredible on TV or movies, but, like, then you eat it, and it's not that great. So I kind of have this fear around honey cakes. The Sims make honey cake look so great. I'm afraid it's not great. Like, that's my fear, so I've never approached it. But I also have had that happen where then I just make the food what I want it to be. So uh, you can do, like, an herb-roasted chicken. 
I think that's a really great example. A lot of, again, a lot of herbs. Um, ooh, you can do a charcuterie board. So uh, prosciutto, salami, goat cheese, brie, cheddar, Swiss gouda, blueberry goat cheese. Um, do some salmons, fishes, uh, a lot of uh, fruits. Oh, you can brew your own mead. That seems fun. And then what's great about like fairy milk and like honey cakes is that you can then kind of present them to the fae. Um, leaving stuff for the fae was like my favorite little thing to do when I was like 16 and then again at like 21. Because I don't know, 21 is just like 16, right? So um, I really loved like leaving stuff for the fae at those ages. I thought it was really fun. Actually, more accurately, it was probably like 13 and 20. 21. All right, witches. That was a fun one. Um, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to Christina Benfield. Christina, you transcendent smashing muskox. Kristen Northcutt, you playful, innocent tropical fish. Ashley Solomon, you wise, rule-breaking garden nymph. And finally, Dana D. Dana, you noble, client, kind leprechaun. Thank you for so much being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And before we leave today, we do have a card poll. Our card today is the Eight of Stakes from the Buffy Tarot. Cue up the training montage. The Eight of Stakes brings action, momentum, and progress. Don't try to stand in its way. Just let the energy carry you along for the ride. Your potential has been unlocked, and this is a window of time in which you can access all sorts of awesome. All right, and that's all I've got for you today. Uh, don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we've referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com, and we will talk again tomorrow. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day, full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.